G'day everyone and welcome to yet another week of Aussie Tech Heads, episode 524. How are you doing? It is brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. If you've got some, uh, a need for some a blog, you want to do a blog, or a webpage for your business or whatever, your school, your kindy, whatever you want to do. Uh, WordPress is the, probably the world's most easiest blogging software and it can be installed on our hosting platform in as little as probably no more than 10 clicks and a couple of bits of types. So uh, yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, also, uh, AussieTechRadio.com, uh, go there and you can find out how to listen to the radio 24-7 podcasts, wall-to-wall, back-to-back, new shows every Friday, they loop, so, you know, no good listening to it every day, you'll hear the same thing, but every Friday, new shows. All right, uh, you can follow us on the Facebook or the YouTube at the respective URLs there, slash, forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Aussie Tech Heads, at Glenn Goodman, at Warlock, and speaking of Warlock, here he is. Hello, Jace. Ta-da! Warlock, how you doing? How's it going, Glenn? Now, look. Look at look at him. Look at he. You spin <laughs> me right round, baby, right round. Now, yes, those on the video will be able to see. Jace's got a green screen going, and it is smooth as silk. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you... And finally got a decent uh, Wi-Fi card, PCIe one, instead of the pissy little USB, USB thing that's about this big that I've been using for ages. It's only... 802.11n and drops out and stuff. Mm. I only noticed it mostly last week when I had that uh, problem. I let it run um, constant pings to Google and I noticed whenever the yours or uh, Eric's video seemed to be stuttering was when I was dropping packets. So I was like, oh, hang on, maybe it's not you guys <laughs> after all. Maybe it's me. <laughs> so, um, so you're the culprit. finally got a, a D-Link 802.11ac card with two antennas sticking up and yeah it's going really well now oh nice so what do you think that because to say you were dropping in and out there with the wi-fi you reckon that was degrading us as well um just what i was getting from you oh oh yeah right right yeah because um yeah it, it seems to be going a lot smoother so uh what are you using as your green screen there you just got you got a curtain or you got a, a wall or what do you got cracking there uh, well, there's a little bit of a story. A few years ago, I um, was looking for a green screen. I found on uh, eBay, somebody was selling green screen for like $23 or something. So I thought, oh, yeah, that's all right. Mm. So I sent away for them. And it uh, turns out they just went down to the local spotlight and got someone to quickly chop <laughs> a bit of green um, material. Muslim or whatever they call spotlight. it. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, muslin. <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff. And then they, they send it to me. It probably cost them like $7 and they charge 23 and then send it to me. And it was jagged edges. They hadn't yeah. tried to fix it up. I thought it would have like a hem or at least on a frame or something. Mm. But it was just a, a bit that they'd gone down. So I went down to the spotlight myself and got uh, one twice as wide right. and really high. And um, a nice dark green so that it would uh, do a lot better because that one was too light green. It was mm. clashing too much with shirts and things. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I did that a couple of years ago. And before I was just tacking it on the wall because I was in rentals. But now I've got my own place. I got the proper thumbtacks and went oh, right nice. around the whole thing and flattened it out. And it looks really nice. Yeah, it does. It works really good too. Uh, yeah, I've got a like a pop up one. I haven't really used it. I haven't really opened it since I picked it up. Um, but it's it like it's a sort of a round thing, and you open it out, yep. and it sort of springs up. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen those ones. I actually um, one time I went to uh, a fete or something, and there was I think it was like NRMA or someone was giving away these little frisbees, and they were like that. It was folded up into about this big, 
and put it into a bag, and when you pull it out, it goes. That's it. Yeah, it's something like that. You got this about that big, and you could throw it around and then yeah. twist it around and put it back again. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a once-only trick for me. I could never get it back in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pop it out and then frisbee I, it. Around. I like your background too. Where'd you download that from the internet? Yeah, that's uh, real life. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of those real life backgrounds. Uh, a couple. What? What? Are, I don't even. Know, that's a see all that contraption there between the door handles is so the door doesn't slam when it's open. It's one of, uh, it's one of these newfangled contraptions, you know. You're so high tech, man. Oh, I know. It's great. No wonder <laughs> you make the big bucks. That's right. Uh, look, don't forget the uh, castawayawards.com.au forward slash vote. I think you can still do it. Thanks to everyone that's uh, gone to the trouble and uh, voted. And uh, yeah, we need more. Not that I think we're going to have a shot, but uh, Keep up the good work. Yeah, we we can have a come on. Let's we're have a go. number one. We're number one. <laughs> don't, don't forget the other shows around the Aussie Max Zone. I was on that this week. That that'll oh, make nice. you that'll make you delete it straight out of your iTunes folder. Uh, the Obsidian Loft Alpha Geeks. Well, something's wrong with Will's computer. Still, I don't know how he lives. How I do you live in Will? If when that'll be back, he said. He was hoping by last Sunday, but who knows now. How does he, Will, I know you, you're probably listening, maybe, but how do you live without a computer? What's going on? I know you've got your phone and everything, but geez, That must be it, just a phone, maybe a tablet. Mm, mm. And uh, and the Aussie Tech Security episode last week, I think there might be another one uh, this Friday. So, uh, yeah, get, awesome. get, get into that uh, stuff as well. All right, now look, let's, uh, I don't know, let me start off with something. We'll have a bit of a meander around a few stories because, I don't know, I've had, look, there's a lot of rubbish stories around this week, like just stuff that I wasn't really interested in. Uh, I've got a uh, MBN story, we can probably have a natter about that later on. But uh, but first of all, the Amazon Web Services outage. Now this is, I know, it's pretty bad. It's uh, when the when the Amazon Web Server goes down, it takes with it, or especially this one on the, the U.S. Everybody. Yes. Yeah, the U.S. East 1 data center region, which is in North Virginia. Uh, It came down this week causing service outage for major internet properties. Now, these included sites like Slack, IFTTT, Quora, Adobe, Signal, Pinterest, Zendesk, Heroku, GitLab, Airbnb, United States Securities and Exchange Commission. Nasty. Expedia and a lot more. So... Yeah, na- nasty stuff. I don't know what they. I'm not sure they didn't say really what brought it down, and uh, they probably won't. Yeah, they still haven't said anything about that one. Although um, I was reading that um, they figured out that with um, Yahoo, one of the most recent hacks of that was forged cookies. Oh right, right. So do do you think? Are you thinking on the, along the lines of this? This is a hack. Is that what they're... Uh, it could have been a DDoS, perhaps, or something like that. Right. I'm not sure, but they didn't really say. Or someone misconfigured something or tripped over the power cord to the Yeah, to the PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> now, the... Uh, yeah, because the, the way that the story read was uh, it says that the it has the outage... Ha- the root cause of the outage has been identified and has been repaired. So... Well, that's good. Whatever it was, it's... Fixed. Not doing that thing again. <laughs> No, that's right. Or it is doing what it should be doing, perhaps. Yes. Now, I don't know, you might be able to uh, inform inform me and answer this question, but I thought the whole idea that having stuff on the Amazon server was it was a cloud server or like a cloud instance, so therefore stuff got, you know, distributed at multiple sites. Like, 
how can sites go down if things are distributed around the world? Or is this does that only apply to data? Do you know? Like, why would that um, be? I think it would be distributed on, across a bunch of servers at North Virginia um, data center, but not necessarily on the Sydney servers and on the UK servers oh, and things yeah. like that. So What's you would buy a slice on a particular server and your stuff would be there and it could be spread across multiple servers to for redundancy. But um, the other problem is, of course, if it was a network issue, mm. The, the data's there and it's spread across servers, but you can't route can't to it, it, so yeah. it's uh, useless. Yeah, so it's not the be-all and end-all. I heard Cloudflare had a problem as well uh, the last yeah. couple of weeks. So I think uh, things are getting uh, hacked or whatever. I think uh, WordPress, there's a lot of activity about hacking through WordPress sites, uh, which you've got to make sure you're up to the latest one, 4.7.2, I think it was. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there uh, with all that WordPress stuff. So make sure if you've got one, keep it up to date. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah, I might end up one. having an, yet another WordPress site again. I've got um, a website called VZ Alive, vzalive.bluebilby.com, where I've got information about the retro 8-bit computers, also known as Laser 210 or Solora, Solora Fellow, mm. and, um, and TechSet TX8000. Uh, so I did an article recently for the Retro Gaming That's Times, right. Mm. and uh, took a few screenshots of some games and wrote a bit about the history of the VZ computers and uh, what fun it was playing certain games and people involved and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. So that site at the moment is just static HTML, which I wrote it probably in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I actually used um, one of those Softaculous or something to install a wiki and set it to auto-update, and then one day it auto-updated and got stuck in a, <laughs> uh auto-redirect loop and Ooh. took down all of the stuff that I'd done. But luckily I hadn't deleted the HTML, so I uninstalled all the PHP and just brought back the HTML and the site was back again. But mm. I'm thinking maybe um, I'll do a nicer site and build it on WordPress mm. and then uh, just do a whole heap of pages. Maybe occasionally I'll do... A blog. Also thinking of playing some um, old retro games and recording it, uploading it to YouTube, and then posting it on the blog as well. So, well, you'd be interested in if you haven't heard about it. The, there's a site and a, and a thing, a movement, if you want to call it that. It's getting going. It's called GameHistory.org. Now, right? Um, have you heard of those guys? Um, no. So, so it's the video. Tell us all about it. Well, it's, it wasn't one of my uh, stories to talk about. It was just something I, I saw through the week. Uh, it was the, it's the Video Game History Foundation. And all you can do now is either donate or sign up for, a, uh, for their email, for their uh, newsletter or whatever. But uh, what they're planning to do is their tagline is, we're preserving the history of video games one byte at a time. Now, I guess that what they're trying to do is just get a collection of video games that you know the old ones that might not be around so much anymore and yeah just um i don't know if they're gonna you know they probably can't put the the code up there but uh they could probably you know put some demos or something like you 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 were saying that you might want public domain that's yeah i was was reading a very sad story in the last week or so there was a guy uh who had a collection of a couple of hundred well several hundred I think it was uh, Nintendo NES cartridges. And mm. there was a guy who would, uh, in another part of America, 
who would um, download the ROMs and back them up so that uh, it would be stored um, for the future. Yes. And uh, this guy, used, I think it was like USPS or something like that, and he sent about 200 cartridges that were extremely rare and expensive, and USPS lost them in transit. They must be somewhere. So where would they yeah. Well, they've got to turn up somewhere. Like, if you, I don't know. When in the in the late nineties, I had a palm device, and uh, I had uh, loaned lend, it to a friend of mine in Sydney, as his wife was going into hospital. So I put a few games on it so she could have something to play. Then I moved up to Brisbane. He posted it to me, registered mail, which yeah. had a hundred dollars um, insurance on it because it was registered mail. It never arrived, and um, they told him to fill out forms to prove that uh, what was in there and how much it was worth and when he'd sent it and even give them gave them the code that they give you to say that it was sent registered mail, and they said, we don't have any record that was ever sent, and so we're not going to pay the money, and your device is lost. Too bad. Right. Well, I think uh, if you register something with Australia Post, I think you can get... I think you can claim up to about 100 bucks or 75 bucks or yep, something. Yeah, and the device was at the time worth $100 and they said we're not paying up because we can't find it in our computer system so we don't believe you ever sent it. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> old, old mate's on 5.6 million and uh, you get stuff like that going on. But that was a while ago. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But anyway, that's another story. Yep. Um, yeah, so you sign up for the the thing, but the old games are well, they're pretty good. Like a few old uh, main games, and there's a place in. Oh, let me see if I can pick this one out for you. There's a place in Victoria. Now let me see. I have to go through my emails here. Um, let me see video. I tagged it under like a video game. Uh, I remember when I used to drive from Sydney down to Melbourne. I'd stop halfway. Um, I can't remember the place, but they've got a submarine in a park nearby. Yeah, and, um, that's right. I there's, do. Yeah, it's a tourist thing. And um, there's a little pizza shop there I used to stop at, and they had an arcade table that you could sit down at, like the ones we used to play in the 80s, but it had about 20 different games on there. So it had Phoenix and Pac-Man, Space Invaders, and oh, nice. you put in $2 and you pick whichever game you wanted to play and you just played that all in the one console. It must have been a bit like a MAME type thing. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. What was the what was the first arcade game you can you remember playing? Can you remember? Probably Space Invaders. Um, yeah, you could be right. I don't – well, you probably are right if it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about oh, – I can remember going to the milk bar – yeah, yeah. It must, uh, Frogger was one of the early ones. It must have been my first. Uh, must not have been my first because I remember thinking it was forty cents a game, where everything else was twenty. And I thought, oh, that, that, yep. that's a bit rich, isn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> Rip off. That's forty right. cents. Forty cents. Back in my day. Well, that's right. But uh, look, I found this site. Uh, look, if you want to go, anyone interested in the old games, go and check this one out. It's uh, affordable. Uh, affordablearcademachines.com.au and you can buy these machines. You can buy stand-up machines that have got like the, the multiple games inside them, the party game machine. You know, you can buy it them. It looks with... like their um, website's hosted on GeoCities, is it? Oh, I don't They're know. spinning around logos <laughs> yeah. up the top. Oh, they are the New old. New Visa MasterCard. <laughs> where's, looked... the, where's the, where's the uh, visitor counter? Uh, let's have a look down the bottom. Let's have a look. Oh, no, it's blank down the bottom. 
Uh, yeah, uh, but that, yeah, that looks like reminds me of is it what is it the old front page? That's how yeah. the old front used to front get page front extensions. page extensions and stuff like that. Yeah, so you know you can get these these machines. You can get the from five hundred and forty five dollars. Oh, look, you can get a, a Bluetooth audio jukebox upgrade. Oh, look at all this stuff. Nice. So yeah, you can. Yeah, there's a, a fair bit of stuff there. I think uh, I'd get a Raspberry Pi 3 Model B and turn that into a retro machine to play all the main stuff yeah, with retro where, Pi. Where do you get the joysticks? Any USB joystick works. I just right. got, went down to um, Kmart or, or um, EB Games or something and bought a cheap um, USB joystick, plugged it in, it worked fine. Geez, look, it's been such a long time since I've even seen a, a, a joystick. Oh, <laughs> Look, there. Um, I was sort of in the design of like the Xbox controller type design or PlayStation. Yeah, and so you can get like there's Mame, uh, Mame, whatever Mame emulators for the Pi. Is there? Yeah, it's called Retro Pi. It's got it all built into it. Oh, right, right. And so that just comes up. You plug it in up HDMI out to your TV, and away you go. Yep. Yeah, Drop nice. All the uh, ROMs into whichever is the ROMs folder on it, and away you go. Well, that might be the go. That could be the go because I think this arc link, this what is it? The arcade video arcade game factory, whatever it was. Where is it? The affordable arcade machines. Yeah, look, there's sixty in one game list. There's a nine hundred in one game machine and a six hundred and fifty in one game list. But uh, nice. And look, there's a list of some games, and uh, you can't, probably can't see that. But look, I think there's there's still a, there's a still a couple missing. Like, yeah, let's see if I can search. I don't think there's a... Someone told me there's no Moon Patrol. Oh. I know. Well, don't, don't buy it then. No. Hang on, let's see if I can... We've got Moon Lander. There's Moon Lander. Is that what it's called, Moon Lander? No, Moon Lander's another one where mm-hmm. you have a jagged background and you had to land the Moon Lander on there, put some thrust into it and shoot oh, it up a bit, yep. a bit and then it lands. No, so there's no Moon Patrol or Moon Lander. Everything else under oh, the sun. Terrible. Dig Dug? Oh, that'd be there. That'd be there. Let's have a little Dig Dug. Dig, yeah, oh yeah, Dig Dug. Look, there's, Dig there's, Dug too, Galaga. Yeah, Quicks. Oh, I remember Quicks. Uh, Super Breakout. I used to love Quicks. Mappy. I was terrible at it, but I used to love it anyway. Yeah, I got pretty good at Quicks. I remember that was down at Cooley in a place where they used to have a lot of trampolines. It was, it was, it was the yeah. old-fashioned bounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was outdoors. How about... How about Qbert? Qbert? Oh, okay. Let's have a look for Qbert. What about Pengo? Remember Pengo? Oh, I love Pengo. That was awesome. And it played popcorn in the background. Da, 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 da. Yes, that's da, right. Da, 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 da. There's no Qbert. Uh, There's Frogger, Gyrus, Pang Pang, Sabaton, Bombers. Jason Goblins. Yeah, Tang Tang, Bomb Kick. I've never heard of half of these. Twinkle, Hyper Pac-Man, Head Panic. Diver Boy, Diver Run, Metal Saver, Shocker. You know, there's just Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong 3, Donkey Kong Jr. You know, like, I remember, I don't know why why it is, but I remember the, I used to play this Donkey Kong that had about three or four uh, special moves that you could do throughout the game. And, like, yeah. like and I've never seen that that actual, say, that actual emulated game again. You know, like, every oh, okay. other game you play, it's, it's just all different. It's a different... Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's a different um, Donkey Kong than when, when I was growing up. I've never seen the one I used to play. Maybe it was a, a pirated version or something. Have okay. you watched The King of Kong? Yes. 
Yes, I the like movie. That. Yes, yeah, that's very that good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That. What, what do you reckon that guy cheated at the end? Looked like yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Well, it all went fuzzy or something, didn't it? Yeah. Then suddenly he's got this super high score. Oh, yeah. how did that? Happen? Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, it was pretty no. dodgy. Pretty dodgy. But anyway, that's that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. All right, uh, let's get back on track. <laughs> what um what what's uh, what have you pulled out this week? <laughs> well, we've, Story we've talked about Yahoo a lot. So um, Yahoo is punishing CEO Marissa Meyer and jettisoning its top lawyer for the mishandling of two security breaches that exposed the personal information of more than one billion users and have already lost the company $350 million. Maya won't be paid her annual bonus nor receive a potentially lucrative stock award because the Yahoo investigation concluded her management team reacted too slowly to one breach discovered in 2014. Maya took to her personal Tumblr page overnight to say she will be redistributing her annual bonus and equity stock to Yahoo employees. As those who follow Yahoo know, in late 2014, we were the victim of a state-sponsored attack and reported it to law enforcement as well as to the 26 users we understood were impacted, she wrote. When I learned in September 2016 that a large number of our user database files had been stolen, I worked with the team to disclose the incident to users, regulators and government agencies. However, I am the CEO of the company and since this incident happened during my tenure, I've agreed to forego my annual bonus and my annual equity grant this year and have expressed my desire that my bonus be redistributed to our company's hardworking employees oh, who contributed so much to Yahoo's success in 2016. Yahoo's general counsel, Ronald Bell, resigned without severance pay for his department's lackadaisical response to the security lapses. Yahoo didn't disclose the 2014 breach until last September when it began notifying at least 500 million users that their email addresses, birth dates, answers to security questions and other personal information may have been stolen. Mm -hmm. Three months later, Yahoo revealed it uncovered a separate hack in 2013, affecting about 1 billion accounts, mm -hmm. including some that were also hit in 2014. Look, it must be like, look, it'd be a massive job, wouldn't it, to protect, like, like, that sort of a database, I reckon. Like, you wouldn't even know the attack was happening, more than likely, until it probably yep. appeared on the internet somewhere. But, yeah, um, and the problem is that if they've got email address, name, birth dates, answers to security question like what's your mother's maiden name, then they go ring up your bank. That's right. Hi, my name's Glenn. My mother's okay, maiden name. What's your mother's name? maiden name? Oh, I've got it right here. What's your yep. birth date? Got it right here. Yep. Okay, I'd like to transfer all my money to this account over in Sweden. Thanks. Yeah, no okay, worries. no, no worries. <laughs> How would you like that ten dollars <laughs> in one note or or coin? Or five cent pieces. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. So, does it say how much her bonus was, or just doesn't? Did it say that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Already, of course. Yeah, didn't really say, but there's probably a few employees. I probably get about ten bucks each. Yeah. But um, but yeah, because Yahoo also got took a hit because they on their sale price, didn't they? Because of all these problems yeah, that they were having. Yeah, it million, but we, I don't think Verizon still purchased it yet, has they? they don't think process. so. But like, I don't know. I think Yahoo, I don't even really know. Does anyone talk about Yahoo anymore? Like, is, is channel only, in only when it's connected to the data breach. I think that's the only reason people talk about it. Yeah, cause I don't think, uh, look, I'll, I'll look up what Channel 7, they used to be Yahoo and, and stuff, don't they? But are they... Are they Yahoo. with Yahoo anymore? Oh, yeah, Yahoo.com, Channel 7 Shows. Yeah, it looks like they're still with 
plus seven. And speaking of Yahoo Channel 7, the hybrid TV that was a joint effort with Yahoo Channel 7 as TiVo has died. Yeah, I saw some stories. I didn't really read them because I wasn't really that interested in TiVo. So, so is that the Australian TiVo or US? Yeah, the Australian one. In the US, they had a subscription model. So you bought it, you know, a couple of hundred dollars and then you had to pay a monthly subscription and they could, you know, keep making money. In Australia, they bought it out for $899 when it came out. Yeah. And it just had the episode guide and you could record anything. Then... Um, it changed and uh, they knocked it down a couple of hundred dollars. I bought one on the recommendation of friends whose uh, TiVos I'd used and managed to get them to throw in a free Wi-Fi card. So that oh, was yeah. nice. But and yeah, I quite liked it. You could uh, record a couple of shows and watch one that was already recorded or watch one channel and record another one or watch but you couldn't, one and record it and stuff. So. Yeah, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't fast forward properly. You couldn't skip. You could fast forward, but you couldn't skip ads. Is that right? Yeah, you couldn't skip. They, yeah, that's because of Freeview in mm. Australia lobbied against being able to skip ads, whereas in the US you could skip ads. Yeah. So that was, you know, them, so that was quite annoying. Apparently Freeview tried to bring out their own PVR, but nobody wanted a bar of it because there's a lot of ones by Top Field or yeah. Fetch or any of those these days. And you had um, Casper videos, but they were terribly interesting, so they shut that down and made – Quick flicks and right. quick flicks was never interesting, so no. they got shut down. So it's just been a normal basic PVR that's had a TV guide mm. come into it, but the TV guide service is shutting in off in October. So after that, you can uh, you can watch TV still and change channels. You'll be able to record a show if you're sitting there, or you know what time and channel it's come. on. But you yeah. can't do a search for hey hey it's Saturday and then say anytime this comes on, just record mm. it for the next few months automatically. Mm. They were. That's. Um. I suppose that's technology, really, isn't it? But you know, these things weren't they like retail when they come out? You got yours cheap, I know, but they were about like seven hundred bucks. Eight ninety nine at first, and I got mine for six ninety nine with the Wi Fi thrown in. Yeah, that that's... was the earlier three twenty model. There was another one that came out, the Premiere, I think it was, and it had four. Um, four channel decoders so you could record up to four channels at the same time four shows you'd think that there's always a problem though with only having two if you're recording two shows on channel seven one after the other and one channel one show on channel nine when it got to the end it had what it called um over record so it would record a few minutes after the end of it the Mm. show and a few minutes of the start of the next show but because it had two tuners, it would switch to the second tuner to start recording the start of the second show on Channel 7 while the mm. first one is still doing the first show on Channel 7 and then it couldn't do Channel 9 because they're both trying to do Channel 7. It wasn't smart enough to know, I'm already on there. Mm, yes. I'll just keep recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I think it's – look, I don't know. I think stuff like this, it should be it should be, you know, made into reality that uh, when, some, when technology like this dies and the box is still useful – uh, and the, the, just the normal person can't use it properly because there's no uh, there's no program in it. But surely, isn't there still the isn't it is it the Ice TV guide? Is that what they call it? Yeah, they should let you switch over to Ice. But I think yeah. you would have to pay a subscription to Ice to be able to get the episode. But some guide, people probably would after yeah after paying eight hundred bucks for the unit, like yeah, it's whatever. Still going. You, yeah, if you paid thirty bucks a year for say the TV guide. 
and to, to make this unit still work, you probably would do it. Yeah. Like, like you probably would. I gave, I gave my TV to Dad, and he's loving it at the moment. He uses it, but um, right. it's going to stop working, be useful for him by October. So I've got a – he has a little set-top box that's about this big, mm. and he used to use that on his TV, so he can just go back to that. He doesn't care about recording anything. He just wants to watch the shows, so I'll probably switch him back to that. And, there's no no sell a TiVo online for a dollar at eBay for spare parts or something. <laughs> you can't. There's no uh, hacks or anything, you know, to put different software on it, different PVR software or anything that you know of. No, and um, you can't even rip off the movies from the hard drive if you unplugged it and plug it into a computer. It's just a standard hard drive, probably IDE. But um, <laughs> they had encrypted the episodes that were on there and every show had a random file name anyway. So you had no idea what channel it was mm. or, um, when it was recorded or any of that stuff, because it was just all internal in a database on the device, which is basically just a little Linux computer anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you could, if you took out the hard drive, put it in even another TiVo, it still wouldn't work. So. Well, I bought a little, I think for my little Raspberry Pi, Media center that I built. I bought a little twenty dollar aerial connector, so I want to I want to uh, see if I can get the PBR part of it working there as well. Yeah, that's so, neat. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But I haven't plugged that part in yet. But uh, look, talking about MBN as we were, now it's going to deliver FTTC to seven hundred thousand homes and businesses starting this year all around Melbourne. Is the big kickoff. Now you might be going, what is FTTC? Well, FTTC is fibre to the curb. Now, so that means that the fibre comes from the exchange all the way to the, I don't know, your curb, and then it follows a short rollout of copper, the existing copper. So the areas that will be rolled out will be North or Coburg North, Mel- Coburg North Melbourne, where MBN is expected to hold trial service with retailers in the second half of 2017, um, and blah, blah, blah. Some of the suburbs announced that are also getting this is uh, in Victoria, Burnside, Brooklyn, Coburg, North, Pockets of Collingwood, Cremoyne, Richmond, Carolyn Springs, Derry Mutt, Frankston and Williamstown. Uh, and in New South Wales, Alexandria, Botany, Caringbar, South Cronulla. Oh, Sharkies, they're on the night. Oh, welcome back, footy. <laughs> How good is that? The footy's back this week. Unreal. Uh, I just can't watch the Sharks this week because we're doing a podcast. Don't. You'll have um, to TV it. Well, yeah, I should if, if, <laughs> if it had a program. Yeah, so there's all there's other ones. Uh, Erskineville, Glazeville, Horningsea Park, Hunters Hill, Laguana, Monovale, Peakhurst, Reesby, Tennyson Point. Yeah. I've been everywhere, man. I've That's right. Everywhere. You get the idea. But look, <laughs> the, if you go, um, you know, everyone's gone to the MBN site and they all get, you know, you all come away, me included, come away all disappointed and frowny and it's up because your address goes, no sign of anything at all. You know, just nothing. Uh, nothing started in your area. Nothing's going to happen. But now they've changed it. They've updated the site, and actually, my address now comes up. It comes up as for the whole. Yeah, every time we do a show, it's like, oh, they removed it. Oh, it's back. Oh, it's gone again. <laughs> yes. No, you're never going to get it again. What well, they put it back again. But I got excited. One of my friends in Melbourne is disappointed because he just found out that he's already got HFC, so he's going to be stuck with HFC because they said that's good enough for you. But that like, well, no, is good enough. Proper fiber. No, no. HFC is good enough, wouldn't wouldn't you wouldn't you think? Well, I don't know. Is it going to be shared like cable is already? Oh, I see what you mean in that respect. Mm. Um, yeah, good point. I don't really know. I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, good point. I, I just thought that, yeah, I know, like, say, for the capacity-wise, I thought it would be similar. Well, it should you be know, fine, yeah. should be fine, it's, but... It's fibre mm. anyway, but, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good point. But anyway, uh, yeah, so, Rabina, where I am, we're getting it, I'm slated for the second half of 2018. So, still a long way away. Hurrah! <laughs> better late than never. Well, it's it's better than going up, it's better than logging onto the screen and getting told, you know, not the million years, sunshine. So uh, it's, at least it's moving. Things are afoot. So that's good. Uh, yeah, look, I think that might change. I reckon we'll get it early next year. I reckon surely, wouldn't they fast track it for the Commonwealth Games? You know, you can't yeah, have the so. focus, the, uh, well, half a world focus on, you know, the Gold Coast. And then, you know, people come out and they have their holidays and everything. So oh, we can only get dial up and people just wouldn't yeah. bother, <laughs> wouldn't come, you know. Sucker. Yeah, Welcome sucker. to Australia. Yeah, so your MBN's going all right? Yeah, especially now that I've got this um, proper network card in. Mm. I heard there was some people that have been having issues with the MBN, slowness and all this sort of stuff. But uh, apparently you ring them up and they say, don't ring us, <laughs> ring someone <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, uh, what else you got there, Jace? Well, since we're talking about the NBN. The network chief says often your computer problems are the fault of the retailers, oh, not them. Yeah. If your broadband speed is at a crawl or occasionally drops out completely, don't yell at the national broadband network. Not automatically anyway. <laughs> MBN chief executive Bill Murrow believes his company too often is blamed for failures, which have been the fault of retail service providers, RSPs, who want sell his product. One retailer can get top marks from customers while another using exactly the same NBN service can be marked down by their clients because they aren't as good at running their end of the network. Mr. Morrow has told the Senate committee the finger pointing often is in the wrong direction, although occasionally both are responsible. But the creation of the broadband network was so swift and vast that the NBN was being blamed from almost everything he told the committee last night. That's, that's, that's so sad. Many oh, no, end users are confused as to what does what, and the industry, including us, must do a better job in providing that clarity, Mr. Morrow said. In going through some of the customer complaints, it's clear there is too much finger pointing, and sometimes it is us, and sometimes it's at the retailer. Mm. However, NBN co boss Bill Morrow pocketed $3.6 million in total remuneration in fiscal 2016, with the executive tripling his bonus from 483000 1.2 million and extending his lead as the highest paid public servant in Australia. Well, he, he probably Mr. is now Murray. after old Vahoud resigned. But yep. <laughs> but what's what, what? Why is he getting the bonus? The thing's taken ten years and still not rolled out. Like, why is yep. he getting bonuses? Because it's, it's in his contract. It's it's mental. But oh, so the bonus is just you just get one no matter what. Is that why he Most comes out time, and he yeah. said? What did he come out with that stupid remark the other day, the other week? He came out and said, oh, um, most people won't need more than 20 meg or something. So Yeah, even if we gave away one gigabit speeds, nobody would want it, even if it was free. It says the yeah. uptick was primarily driven by a threefold increase in his bonus for the period. Um, he's part of an elite group of government servants with astronomical pay packets as the heads of wholly owned Commonwealth government businesses enterprises gba mr morrow's closest peer on the pay stakes is australia post boss ahmed faru who is on the base salary of 2.1 mil i'm going to look up now what's what's a what's a big uh a big uh internet provider in the u.s you reckon is it like Com comcast? comcast 
All right, I'm going to look up Comcast CEO remuneration and see what see what goes on here. Oh, got okay. the highest paid prime minister in the world, so. Yeah, well, that, that's probably not a good <laughs> a good, uh, a good example to uh, pitch it against. I'll show you how much he's got. Oh, is that coming from me? That noise? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Comcast. He's uh, Comcast CEO's 2015 total compensation compensation up to up 10 percent to 36.2 million. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. So uh, he works very hard. That guy. Well, you know, he's, he watches. He's he's on the net all day long. He's just you know got to make sure he's a quality control and all this sort of stuff. Since they're routing packets, <laughs> that's right. But how I don't know. Like, how do you really justify thirty six? Where's my calculator? Oh, we need Eric here. Eric's our, our control calculator. R C A L C. Hey, I'm gonna find how much thirty six million is a week. Windows are. I'm gonna let's try this thirty six million. Oh, does the calculator go up that high? Yeah, divided by fifty-two. Oh, it's only six hundred ninety-two thousand a week. A week. Now, d- divide that by seven. Poor guy. Yeah. Oh, probably <laughs> lives in Silicon Valley and can afford a, uh, you know, bed sitter. It's it's ninety-eight thousand a day. That's crazy. So ninety-eight thousand a day. Um, how much an hour? Four thousand. One hundred and twenty dollars an hour. Divide yeah, that's about the same as what we make, right? Yeah, sixty-eight dollars a second. Wouldn't that be nice? Sixty-eight bucks a second. I've already, I've already made five hundred. Right. <laughs> oh, look! Oh, get off that. That's depressing. All right. What, what, what's the next? My next story. That is really depressing. Uh, oh, look! People are going into space. SpaceX. This company. They're going to fly two tourists around the moon in two thousand and eighteen. So they're not going to land on the moon. Maybe they can have a look out the window and see if if man did land look there. Look at all that green cheese. Yeah, yummo. <laughs> um, the mission is planned for late 2018, about the same time as I'll get my MBN. And Space X CEO Elon Musk said, adding that the tourists have already paid a significant deposit. I bet you they have. Uh, this presents an opportunity for humans to return to deep space for the first time in 45 years. So that's... Uh, Deep, I wouldn't call the moon deep space, w- would you? It's still, it's still sort Not of deep. No, just just space. Yeah, it's pretty close. They need to take some pigs with them though, so you can have pigs <laughs> in space. Oh, geez, I haven't heard that for forty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> the space tourists would uh, make a loop around the moon, skimming the lunar surface. I'm sure they're going to skim, skimming the lunar surface, and then going well beyond. That's not deep space. The the moon's a satellite. Isn't it of Earth? I wouldn't. Yep. That's not deep space. Deep space is not even Pluto. Deep space would be those seven planets that they found the other Go day. Go after the Hubble. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Chase it down. So there you go. So the mission will not involve a lunar landing. Well, I don't know if this is a picture of the actual thing or not, but there you go. So I don't know. Are, are you a moon landing denier, Jace? Uh, Nevada desert. Oh, do you reckon? Stanley Kubrick in the Nevada Desert could be, could I'd, be. No, I actually had a, um, a teacher in uh, Newcastle doing electronics course and he was involved in Australia with the, um, receiving the signals and listening to them broadcasting from the uh, rocket and uh, moon lander and also on the moon. So he says, no, it's definitely it was real. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, I definitely do think it was real as well. But uh, I suppose when you do think about it, I, I can't sort of oh, – I've just often researched it, to be honest. But, like, how did – so they landed on the moon, but how did they take off again? That's what – that was one of Rockets. my – Rockets. <laughs> hey? Rockets. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I know the gravity wasn't as, as, uh, as heavy. But, yeah, well, I guess so. But, yeah. Uh, I, I did load up the other day the myth, the myth, ma- the myth busters moon landing myth busting video, yep. and yeah, I watched ten minutes and I got distracted and I didn't watch the rest of it. But I want to go back and watch that again. I have seen it once, but um, Buzz oh. Aldrin had to get out and push and then jump at the last second. <laughs> the clutch, yeah, had the clutch started. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yes. uh, now look, moving on to uh, Dominoes. What is, what's Domino's doing? Domino's moves. Let me switch down to that story since you're skipping the next one. I had. Oh, three. sorry. What was your next one? Oh, you. Well, That's you all right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Domino's Pizza is counting down the days until its core online ordering system starts taking pizza orders on the new Azure platform as a service environment in Australia. A retailer recently made the decision to take the one digital system out from AWS globally and shift it onto the Microsoft cloud technology. Mm-hmm. Domino's has used Amazon Web Services as its hosting partner for all its critical systems for around the last four years. It has a small number of systems like Exchange, which is currently moving to Office 365, housed in the server room in Brisbane. While the majority of its core platforms will remain AWS, late last year, the pizza chain decided to move its .NET proprietary one digital platform onto Microsoft Azure PaaS globally. One Digital is the online ordering platform that is used by all Domino's markets across the globe to process orders. Unlike Domino's infrastructure of a service environment with AWS, Azure PaaS offers the pizza chain support for the entire web application lifecycle via servers, storage and networking alongside development, business intelligence, middleware and database management tools, among others. Each Domino's region's instance of One Digital will be hosted centrally, but all instances across the globe will be able to process orders from any of Domino's regional operations. If, for example, an Australia-New Zealand order hit the closest instance in the country and it wasn't available, it would go to the next closest available and so on. However, the retailer will ensure orders in regions with privacy regulations will only be processed locally so as to avoid taking risks with customer privacy. And with mm. AWS's experience yes. this week, it's probably not too soon. <laughs> yeah, give the give that CEO a bonus. He <laughs> deserves a good call. Uh, yeah, but, little... uh, from what I heard, that um, Azure and also some of um, Apple's cloud services are running on AWS as well. So right, right. Where does Netflix run? That's like AWS, isn't it? I think. Probably, yeah. Hmm. That's that's a. Uh... It's big business, isn't it? All this AWS business. I got a, I've got, I got some storage on there, but I don't think I was affected. Everything, I didn't get the errors, so everything seemed to be going all right there. You see, the funny thing from a developer's point of view is if you tried to log on to your AWS account, it said this service is currently active. Yes, and it had a green light symbol next to it. But the problem was that the the system they'd written to check if the services were up was on the service that was down mm. so it couldn't change it to a red light to say <laughs> no right. it's not working so they said ignore the status in your control panel we put a little message up the top of the screen in a banner that says yeah. it's down no. and not working because the system yeah. that checks the system to see if the system was up was down because it was on the system that was down which doesn't make any sense and everyone's like are you kidding me amazon you know better than that 
Yeah, that's crazy. But look, it just goes to show, like, you can be the, the most sophisticated thing, web hosting thing in the world and you still go down. Like, look, what was what billions happened? of dollars, it still oh, didn't help. Yeah, like, you know, like all these pages, you know, like Adobe and all this sort of stuff, like, like when the page goes down, yeah, like, I know, people ring you <laughs> straight away. <Yeah. laughs> if something happens and, you know, you're just trying to figure out what's going on and, you know, I know that, like, I think there's somewhere overseas, somewhere there's a, an undersea cable that's that's uh, not working properly. And, you know, it's been down since the 21st of February and there's no sign on what's going on with it. And you just right. have to say, well, look, it's just going overseas over to um, over Singapore way or wherever you might have to go over that way. It's just going to be yeah. slow. So yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Absolutely nothing. a slow boat to Singapore. Yeah, yeah, the old Singapore sling. As uh, <laughs> as uh, someone tells me, that's what they call it. All right. Uh, yes. Well, you can do your Netflix one now. I'll All right. You. <laughs> Netflix is developing a new video compression technique, reducing the amount of data used while watching. Did you know that using your mobile to stream an hour of HD content from Netflix on your commute could cost as much as two gigs of data? Ooh. An attempt to lessen the burden, Netflix is set to introduce new technology that will improve the picture and streaming quality when watching content on your mobile or tablet device while simultaneously reducing the amount of data it takes to watch your favourite shows. The streaming giant is doubling down on the mobile experience and has developed a new compression technique that relies on artificial intelligence to make the video encoding process more sophisticated so it reduces the bitrate as much as possible without diminishing picture quality. The company's VP of product innovation, Todd Yellen, said it will reduce buffering and is about getting more bang for our bits. Traditionally, online videos compressed in a uniform manner for particular connection speed. This means that a highly compressed video for low bandwidth connection can turn out to be grainy or pixelated. Netflix is calling it Dynamic Optimizer, and we begin to introduce it in a couple of months, Mr. Yellen said, while demonstrating the technology for journalists gathered at Netflix House, a villa overlooking Barcelona, hired by the company for the Mobile World Congress. Mm -hmm. Whatever the best picture we can give you with whatever your bitrate is, that's what we're going for, he said. An HD picture for a lot less. So, so they obviously, I thought that, but wouldn't they say, oh yeah, you're on an iPad, so we're not going to send you the full HD then. We'll just send you whatever, 480, because it's going to look damn good on an iPad anyway. Like, Pretty much, but it can still get a bit pixelated, particularly if you're switching from uh, through fast action scenes. There'll be a lot of blurring and stuff, oh, yeah, right. uh, motion blur and things. So they're going to try and pick it that if you've got somebody like you who's got a static background and just your face is moving a bit, then it doesn't need, it can do a heap of compression then. But if you've got somebody like me who's got a spinning computer in the background of them and mm. moving their head around the stuff while they're talking, then they need to do a bit less compression so that you don't get too many artifacts. Yeah, well, so so what you're saying is now when I encode this for the YouTube, it's going to take me an extra hour to encode because you're spinning background. Probably, yeah, because <laughs> it'll be a much larger, larger file. Can't oh. compress that well. <laughs> Sucks excellent. to be you, lol. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Troll, lol, 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 lol. Yeah, well, that's good, isn't it? Um, all right, well, I don't know if there's too much to, to carry on with. I've, um. Well, I've, there's nothing really else going on. I could probably it's not a huge amount happening. They no, no. Mobile World Congress had a new LG phone and Oppo phone and OnePlus phone and 
um, a few yeah. others, but um, nothing particularly exciting came out of it that I could see. I'm just going to go through the uh, through my lists of some breaking stories, and just I'm see tempted that... to go for a Google Pixel phone. Yeah, but uh, I might wait till October when there's rumours we've got our fingers crossed that they might have a Pixel Two phone because they're going to go with I think it was Huawei, but um, they wanted to brand it with their company brand, and Google just wanted Google on there. So I think it was about nine months into development, they switched to HTC, who said, sure, you can take the HTC logo off and just make it Google Pixel. But they had to go with whatever form factor phones that they, cases and stuff that they already had at HTC. So this time, uh, Google should be able to do the whole thing from scratch, and we should get a mm. really nice, innovative phone by the end of the year. So keep my fingers crossed. My LG G3 is from 2014. If you're looking to hire staff, simply mm. auto yeah. rebooting every now and then. And so I've switched to a spare LG G3 that I've got. I've just been putting all my apps and stuff on it tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah look, uh, one of the uh, uh, weirder stories that I saw is an app that creates selfies with avatars of dead relatives. What? Okay, then. Yes, I know. How morbid is that? An app that lets you speak to speak. An app that lets you speak to avatars of dead relatives and take selfies with them is being developed in South Korea. That's crazy. That is just weird. Why? <laughs> I know. Weird and crazy. Um, look, what are, what have I seen around? I've seen a few drones. There's some cheap drones, uh, some selfie drones. Have you heard of those? I Self- actually saw something interesting, um, an advertisement for a new Kickstarter They've got a mobile phone case for the iPhone that's got built-in quadcopter um, propellers. Oh. And that you pop them, pop them up out of the case, yeah. and then uh, you start an app on there, and it'll fly up and hover above you with your phone, and it'll film whatever you're doing for a while, and then right. it'll come back down again when you're finished. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, the ones I saw came through the Facebook feed, and they were sixty dollars. And I, yep. th- they had must have had a little camera on the copter and it Wi-Fi to your phone so you could record it. And probably a lot safer than sending your phone 80 metres up into the air. <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah, and I thought, oh, that's, that's pretty good. I thought oh, I might do that. But once I started looking into it, like, the battery life uh, of this copter was only eight minutes. I thought, oh, stuff yeah, it. usually oh. the, the really expensive ones go up to 15 minutes. But Is that all? I don't think I do anything that particularly exciting that anybody would want to watch me for 15 minutes. I thought it'd be cool, you know, if you have one of the um, follow uh, quadcopters that it flies up and then it'll follow you around as you walk around, maybe go on a bushwalk or Mm. go mountain climbing or go down the beach or something might be interesting for a while. But um, I think I would get a quadcopter and use it a few times and then put it in the cupboard and not really have much other use for it. So... Yeah, I've actually gone out and got one. I've seen a couple of friends for a while were posting a lot of videos, and then suddenly they've gone quiet as well. So I think that wears off after a while. Although one of my friends on the Gold Coast actually started a business where he does uh, filming and takes aerial photography, and he got his license from CASA and everything to be able to fly in certain airspaces that normal um, quadcopters not allowed in so right, okay right might be one good use if it's your business mm. and you're doing it for weddings or for real estate or something like that then mm. sure but other than that i think it just wears off after a while yeah like that's right like i suppose you know the only reason people take a lot of 
photos these days because you've got the camera in your pocket and you take that around everywhere with you. But yeah, like, um, yeah, like, you know, like I've got this camera that I got, this 360 camera, video camera, like, and I've hardly ever used it because what are you gonna, what am I going to use it on? I thought it'd be cool to have. And it is. It is cool but, to have, but that's about it. <laughs> what do you do with it? So I've got, I've got to go out looking for things to do. Um, but I'll find something. Don't you Who's worry. Who's got time? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But uh, I'll find something. My next project is I want to get a, f- a few Wi-Fi uh, like security cameras around the place. And I'll just... That would be nice. I've been mm-hmm. tempted to get something like a ring doorbell, but um, they're all about three hundred dollars, and yeah. for a doorbell, it sounds cool, but. Um... You could yeah, probably maybe I'll just go down to Bunnings and get a fourteen dollar one and not <laughs> worry it so it just goes ding dong and that's it. You could probably get a Raspberry Pi to do it somehow. You can, yeah, yeah, they do have that. I've seen. Um, I actually thought it would be cool because the I had a look around. There's free software for the Raspberry Pi that a you could hook it up to a doorbell. B it, you could uh, install some speech synthesis software. Right, right. And C also there's free um, facial recognition software for the Pi. So if you put that on there. Somebody rings a doorbell, it takes a photo, does um, face recognitions, and then uh, through a speaker in the lounge room says, hey, Jason, Glenn's at the door, should I let him in? And you go, sure. Because <laughs> uh, it's also, you can get uh, voice recognition through mm. microphone, and then you have it wired up to your, to your door lock. It just goes click, opens the door, and lets him in. That's unreal, isn't it? That's unreal. The Internet of Things. That's yep. great. Yeah, all right. Well, we might... Uh, Leave it there. Leave it there, and uh, yeah, and uh, take off for the week. But yeah, we're pretty pretty slow. Not much going on. So hopefully next week uh, we can kick on with a few good stories. Uh, we're missing Eric this week. He is having blackouts apparently. Oh, that's not good. No, no. So uh, I don't he know. He needs to get some solar and a backup battery down there. Yeah, I know. Oh, he 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 wasn't happy about it. He was he was blaming everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably wait till I get back from America and then get the solar put on then. Yeah, yeah. Where are you going? That's soon, is it? Uh, not this Saturday, but the next one. So oh, sweet. that Friday, that Thursday coming up, I won't be able to be on the show. Yeah, sweet. That's right. Well, yeah. Well, I want to. Um, I'll, I'll watch the twit. I'll, I'll see if I can get in there and watch it live, just in case you can get yep. your head in the audience shot or something. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all. I don't have to tell you anything else, do I? That's it. Uh, other than uh, thanks for listening. Uh, look, Jace's audio, yeah, if you, it wasn't your ears. It was just going in and out a bit, so it wasn't your ears. So, yeah, so um, yeah, put up with it. <laughs> you had to, didn't you? If you got this <laughs> we'll far, we'll pick something up for next time. Yeah, if you if you if you got this far, you have put up with it. So good work. But it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It was just sometimes it was just if you were wondering why it was going in and out. But all right, other than that, uh, yeah, cool. Thanks, Jace. We'll uh, hopefully see you next week. And uh, no worries. Good gonna... to see you all again. Have a nice chat. Yeah, cool. And are you, are you planning on getting a different spinning background each week or are you going to? I'll probably have some static ones, maybe some other spinning ones to see what I can come up with now. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, you make me uh, feel like I'm, you're leaving me behind. I'll have to get a background myself now. <laughs> All right. Get All with right. it, man. Yeah, I know. Cheers, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Okay, bye for now. Ta-da. See Cheers. you around.